Hello, this is your friend Scott Marlin, and I would like to welcome you to the first edition of Tales for the Trails. Each week I will be bringing you a story or a fable. Some of them are made up, some of them are true, some of them are old, and some of them are... Let's see, what rhymes with true? Huh, well, I'll leave that one up to you to figure out. This week's story is called The Sixty Canyons of Abandonment. Wait, actually, let me try to redo that, but like I'm yelling down a giant canyon. The 60, the 60 canyons, canyons of abandonment. abandonment. There, that's better. It is a very old story that has origins in Japan. So I encourage you to find a comfortable spot, maybe on a cushion or perhaps under a tree, and open your ears and your imaginations. Some of you may be thinking that because of the title of this story, it involves 60 canyons. If you were thinking this, you would, in fact, be wrong. For in this story, there was only one canyon. One deep, wide, lonely canyon going up the side of a hill. And above it, the hill opened up into a great grassy plain. And above that was a plateau. And on that plateau was a small village. The village was surrounded by walls. And in the village, there was a castle. And around the castle, there were houses. There were markets. There were people going about and doing their business. And in the castle... There was a king. Now, if you ask the village folk, and they didn't see anyone within earshot, they may tell you that that king was a little bit mean. He had a lot of rules. Some of the people didn't like his rules, but they had to obey him. One of his rules was that when someone turned 60, They must leave the village. For the king believed that once you turned 60, you were of no more use to him or the village, that you could no longer carry bags of rice or work on his castle. He believed that once you turned 60, you were useless. So, when each person individually turned 60, they would have to leave the walls of the city and walk into the canyon of abandonment never to be seen again or heard of there was in this village a brother and a sister and their father they lived in a small modest house and on this day they were celebrating the father's birthday. But in fact, they realized that this was his 60th birthday. And the father brought the news to his children that he would be leaving the village the next day. 
Now, the brother and the sister, they were very sad that he was leaving because he was their everything. He had taught them all they know, and he was very dear to them, and they loved him. So, when it was time for him to leave, all his bags were packed, and he approached the gate. The brother and the sister said, Well, let us walk with you a little bit. We'll walk the trail and see you for one last time. They left the gates. They started walking down the mountain on the trail. They walked and they walked and they talked and they chatted. They talked about their memories together in the village and other stories and jokes. And eventually the sun roamed across the sky and was about to set. The father stopped in his tracks and he turned to the two children. He said, it is about to get very dark and I want to make sure that you two know your way home. So it's time for me to continue down into the canyon and you two to turn around and go back to the village. This upset the brother and the sister quite a lot. They couldn't imagine going back to the village without their father. They had to do something. They said, we are not going to do that. We are not going to turn around and go back to the village without you. You are going to come with us. We'll figure something out. We'll put you under the house, perhaps. You don't have to come out. We'll bring you food. No one will know you are there. Now, the father thought about it. He looked at the canyon. It was cold. He looked at his children, whom he loved very much. And you didn't have to tell him twice. He said, okay, I'll go back with you. It's worth a try. So they turned around, and in the shelter of the darkness, they made it back to their house without anyone seeing them. In the house, they realized that they could cut a hole in the floorboards. And under the house, there was a good five or six feet of space. The dad could almost stand up completely without bending his neck. And they brought pillows down there and blankets and some of his favorite books. And he was quite comfortable down there. And they were able to put the floorboards over and above that a nice rug so that you couldn't even see the hole in the floor. No one would know that he's down there. And time passed like this. Occasionally, the brother and the sister would go down under their house and play a game with their father or listen to one of his stories or tell him the news of the town. And one day, the king said that everyone needs to gather in the center of the village for he had something to tell them. The people gathered in the center of the village as the king was about to address them. The people were nervous for nothing often good came of these meetings. They knew the king was very greedy and usually when he wanted to meet with the village it was to somehow extort more money out of them or more work. This time was no different. For the king 
wanted to raise the taxes, and he had devised a way to do so. He decided that he would make an impossible task and tell the villagers that if no one in the village could do it, he would raise the tax. So he said to the villagers, I would like you to make a rope out of ash. If none of you can do this, then I will raise the tax for everybody. The villagers murmured. They had no clue how to do this. Ash just blows away so easily and disintegrates. How were they to make a rope out of ash? The brother and the sister were nervous, and they went back home trying to devise a plan, but coming up with nothing. When they got back to their house, they continued to argue and to bicker about what they were going to do. The dad was under the floorboards reading a book, and he knocked on the top of the floorboard. He said, I couldn't help but hear that you're trying to figure out a way to make a rope out of ash. And they said, yes, the king, he asked us to do this, and we have no clue how we can accomplish it. He said that he'll raise the taxes on all of us if we can't figure it out. The father said, well, I have an idea. And he showed them that if you burn a rope perfectly without moving it, it would turn to ash. And if you held it just the right way on a board and made a box for it so that the wind wouldn't blow it away, it would maintain its shape as a rope, but still be made out of ash. He helped them do this, and he showed them how to carry it delicately to the king without it blowing away. They brought it to the king, and the king was astonished. He did not think that anyone would be able to do this. And although he was very greedy, he was honest, and he told the village that he would not raise their taxes for someone had accomplished the task. But, he said, he has a new task. He quickly devised a new plan for something that he knew no one could do. He said, I would like you to pull a string of silk through a conch shell. Now, a conch shell is a large snail shell that twirls up in a spiral pattern. Often there's a hole in the top end of it that people put in it, and they can make a horn out of it. And a strand of silk is very thin and delicate, so putting it through this spiral pattern does seem almost impossible. This time, the brother and the sister wasted no time. They went back to their house. They knocked on their floor, and their father came up, and they told him what they had to do. He said, yeah, I have an idea of how to do that. He said, bring me an ant, a piece of silk, a grain of rice, and a conch shell. And they brought him all these things. And what he did was he tied the silk to the back of the ant, he put the grain of rice at the very top of the conch shell, and he put the conch shell on top of the ant. So the ant crawled up the spiral of the conch shell and grabbed the grain of rice. And at this time, they were able to take the ant, the grain of rice, and the silk completely through the conch shell. They showed this to the king, and again, he was astonished. He was worried 
There was something about this brother and this sister. It was very special. But he had one more task that he knew that even they could not complete. He said, bring me a drum that plays itself. So again, the brother and the sister went to their house and knocked on the floorboard, and the dad came up and they told him the task. And he said, yes, that's easy. I can devise that. Just bring me a pot, a goatskin, and a bee. It was easy to find a pot and easy to find a goatskin. Catching the bee was a little bit hard, but they finally were able to catch a bee and bring it to their father. And the father, to their surprise, put the bee in the pot and covered it with the goat skin. And as the bee was trying to escape the pot, it made a very distinct and beautiful drumming noise. They brought their new creation to the king. And the king, for a third time, was astonished. He said, you know, you two are exceptional. And I want you to work in my court. I want you to work in this castle as my personal advisors to help me figure out problems. At this point, the brother and the sister, they were quite scared. For they knew that if they were in that court trying to solve problems, they would not be able to do that alone. They would need their father for that. So they decided to come clean. They went home, grabbed their father, came back to the castle. And they said, Your Highness, to be honest, it was not us solving these tasks. It was our father here. The king was delighted. He said, Great, I will bring him into my court. He can work for me. How old are you, sir? Now, the father could not tell a lie. He said, I'm almost 61. And the king was like, yeah, but wait a second. What? You should have left almost a year ago. You shouldn't even be living here. And the old man said, yes, but I love my children so much, and they needed my help, obviously. I still have much to offer to this village with my wisdom and my stories and my life experience. At this moment, the king realized the mistake he had made by banishing all the people that are above 60. He realized that a huge wealth of knowledge had been lost. So, from then on, when a person turned 60, they no longer had to leave the village. But instead, they were welcomed. They would tell stories they would share their knowledge with the people around them. They were respected by the people and revered as wisdom keepers, as elders. And that is the end of the story of The Sixty Canyons of Abandoned.
I brought you this story because I believe it truly shines a light on the importance of our elders. They have given us so much during their time on this planet, and now some of them are at risk of being ill. This gives us an opportunity to step up and help them. Maybe that just looks like giving a grandparent a call and checking in and saying hello. Maybe it means helping a neighbor in need. Whatever it is, I encourage you to talk to someone above 60 this week. It could be on the phone, online, or across the street. Ask them if they're doing okay. Maybe see if they have any stories to tell you, maybe from their past. They have much to teach us. Well, thanks for joining me. I'll be back next week with a new story selected just for you. Now be sure to go outside and enjoy the birds and the trees and the flowers, because nature is the best storyteller of them all. Thank you.